BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. See senior. Hey man, it's a little Friday and today we're in the... Uh, Deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Under the tutelage of our general manager. There are many choices, Jack. Many worthy choices. But I'm going to go with a personal fave today in an era. Where you're not even supposed to refer to the big bedroom with the big bathroom as the master bedroom. (laughs) Today begins a tournament. The name of which is The Masters. Oh, boy. Wow. A tradition unlike any other friends. The Magnolias are in bloom. The Masters is going to masterfully master the game of golf. So it's a sports homage to slavery? Is that what it is? <laughs> it's not precisely it. No. No, indeed. It's a. It's the golf tournament. Okay. It's, it's fabulous. It's a tradition unlike any other. Is Tiger Woods uh, still the best player? Go, oh, my... I don't oh know much about the golf thing. You child. He is uh, he is still a very popular figure in the game, yes, and okay. will be attempting to uh, you know, compete this weekend, indeed, this week. Couldn't find my belt this morning, but luckily I've grown into my pants in such a way mm. that they will not fall down without a belt. So that is mm. good. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> don't have to worry about the belt keeping my pants up. They will be fine. 
just with my own girth pressing against the fabric. Well, and you're known for your bootay, too. So no way that waistband is going to slip past, you know, mm. your badonkadonk. <laughs> <laughs> a term that probably hasn't been heard in the English-speaking world in at least a decade. It's got a bit of a, yeah. Like my kids were watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air yesterday. Ah, and, yeah. Uh, just man that's just, the era mm-hmm. yeah so jivey and ridiculous and yeah. i hate will smith i viscerally react to will smith now i used to see him as kind of a charming cool funny guy now i see him like you a-hole that's the way i feel about him and always will probably mm. um i just I'm a charitable it. man and kind so i figure fame is just uh, twisted his mind but uh, uh he has certainly become something ugly um <laughs> Uh, I just heard a news report. Walmart's going to add thousands of electric charging stations at its stores across America. Hmm. What they say are going to be fast charging stations, because as I've pointed out, if you don't know this and you're thinking about getting an electric car, those electric plug-ins in your downtown or in front of your Target or wherever don't do nothing. So, um, <laughs> you know, so the, I guess they're going to put try to put in some fast charging ones. I don't know how fast they would be. But anyway, the idea is that there'll be more of a network for cars other than Tesla to be able to get around the country. And I just... I just, I just don't think any of this stuff is going to happen. You know, I think I'm not against it or anything, but I either. find myself thinking that the fast charging is a lot like organic or low fat. Right. It means whatever the hell you want it to mean. <laughs> yeah, it probably does. Um, probably does. And uh, I, I just feel like we're building a framework for something that lots of people, left and right, regularly say, you know, this really, this, it doesn't pencil out for a whole bunch of different reasons. So, uh yeah, I think it's kind of handy that you and I are in a similar place on this topic. Um, I'm 100% in favor of phasing out fossil fuels if it's possible. And I like the idea of electric cars, but it just doesn't work because of the the enormous, mind-boggling amount of energy it takes to mine the materials for the batteries, the environmental damage done uh, by the batteries, what we're going to do with them when they're done, how are we going to produce all the electricity to then charge the cars. The list just goes on and on. It just doesn't make any sense. Right, and as I said, uh, people left, right, and center have been pointing out, out there's plenty of people on the left who have been saying, no, no, this is this is not the way to go, and they're pushing pushing for other crazy stuff like I don't remember flying unicorns or some other crazy thing that can't happen. Anyway, knock yourself out, Walmart, with those chargers. All those Walmarts across the country in small towns. Is there a hankering for electric car charging stations in these places? We'll send a reporter out. Excuse me. Excuse me. You, Clem, are you hankering for charging stations? Am I what? <laughs> you, Clem. <laughs> Ah, that's funny. That was a mockery of the attitude of the urban elite toward rural America. For new listeners to the show, Jack and I are not mocking rural America. Quite the contrary. I know I am. I'm rural America to my bones. Um, uh, So the leader of Taiwan was in California yesterday. She was indeed. Yeah. Uh, Convening with uh, Kevin McCarthy there at the Reagan Library and Museum, which looks fantastic. And I've never made it to to my shame. Uh, But, yeah, they were chatting uh, much to the uh, disdain of the Chinese commie devils. Right. They sent out some uh, some pretty terse emails and I guess texted and emailed a whole bunch of different Congress people that are now in Taiwan that have gone the other direction. To land there, and some strong statements made that we will play for you. I, I feel it's a pretty sword rattly out there. 
I was just going to say they uh, flew some missions into Taiwan's defensive airspace, uh, just to you know rattle their uh, fighter jet sword a bit. Meanwhile, French President Macron and his elderly wife are in China, uh, and he's meeting with President Xi. And uh, he gave a little speech where he said, we need to have peace on the European continent. And she said, peace talks need to resume immediately. And I thought, who the hell is this for? So phony. It is. Who's it for? I have so many stories I want to get to, two in particular. One new study out says the majority of parents took their kids into the clutches of one of these sex change clinics, felt pressured. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Gen- gen- easy with the language. Gender reaffirming surgery. No, no, gen- I got it. That's too harsh. Gender affirming care. The word care has to be in there because that sounds all That's butterflies right. and uh, puppies. Gender right affirming off. care. You can call it Johnny the surgery if you want or unicorn grooming or whatever i'm going to call it what it is uh but uh, the majority of parents felt pressured once they began that process the numbers are astounding and uh and will will change minds uh, mm. also my other favorite story uh, uh uh it could be the first ever defamation lawsuit against artificial intelligence chat gpt yeah i saw this slandered a man i saw this well jonathan turley uh wrote about this Oh, did he? Uh, his own I case. That. His own case. I brought up yesterday, oh. where um, Chat GPT had said that he had harassed some college students on a trip at, at oh, a university right. he never worked at, at a trip he never took, and he got a retraction. But uh, it, he didn't sue. But in this case, he got somebody that's suing over that sort of thing, and it's I think the first time this has happened. And yeah, how's that going to all shake out? The details are really interesting. Wow. I don't know. Hmm. Now, new like human beings get news stories wrong all the time, either by accident or on purpose. Mm-hmm. What happens with them? You just say "oops" and you, re- you print a retraction on page A twenty three in your Sunday edition. Well, we can get into the particulars. I think that's an interesting question. It, the story's in Australian. I don't know much about <laughs> Australian slander what? law. I mean, that come on, us. the toilet swirls. Lawless. Toilet swirls the other direction. Sure, you got kangaroos uh, serving as public officials there, <laughs> as far as I know. Um, but ChatGPT made up the fact that this guy was a criminal, and he can't get them to retract it, so he sued them. Interesting. Yeah, I want to hear more about that. Let's start the show officially. So, yesterday was... To, today is. Yesterday was. Yesterday was... April 5th. So it was 4523. So there's been a bunch of these days recently that people claim are mean something or whatever. Boy, they're bored. But you are. You are or really easily amused. Just amazingly easily amused. Yeah, that anyway. too. Yeah. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, 4623. I don't think that means anything. Uh, the year 2023. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. How do they say it at uh, the Masters? Uh, on the T4 for Armstrong and Getty, now driving. Okay. Let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. Taiwan is the Berlin of the new Cold War. It's a place where um, much of the contest may play out. And ideally, we're going to be able to maintain deterrence. That's the importance of the situation we're in now. 
boy. Taiwan is the Berlin of the new Cold War. I I get the analogy, I think. We'll have some of the clips from uh, Kevin McCarthy, among others. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, well, like I said, it's saber rattly, definitely on both sides. And, and very much so on the Chinese side in their warnings, telling us where we can even go in our own country, or claiming they can. Yeah, that's, uh, that's ballsy there. Yeah. Oh, she. I'd say. How does a mail bag look today? Oh, it's actually quite good, quite strong. We've made it this far without the T word. Let's see how long we can keep that going. That'd be pretty cool. Mm, love it. Yeah. Um, our text line is 415, I don't remember what it is. 295-KFTC. How'd that flit out of my head all of a sudden? Senility? Probably. Well, that bad at care. <laughs> That's what I'll say next. Four, That's how. 415-295-KFTC. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hate to do grim, but a Silicon Valley superstar stabbed to death in San Francisco outside a luxury apartment building. Of course, there are crazy people and uh, on the streets everywhere and dangerous people that have arrested, been arrested multiple times, let loose all over the place. So who knows who was involved? They don't know yet. Wow. Wow. Well, the details so, on that horrifying story coming up. As the city of Chicago looks forward to more and more of that under the new mayor. That's my prediction anyway. We'll see. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. It's not exactly optimistic. It's from the great Thomas Sowell. Some financial institutions may be considered too big to fail, but contemporary Western society may be too priv- frivolous to survive. The Romans had bread and circuses to keep the masses masses passive and unthinking. We have electronic gadgets, drugs, and pornography. Like the Roman Empire, we, too, may decline and fall. Every empire has every single one. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'll remember that because that's the three. Electronic gadgets, drugs, and pornography. Boy, that has a... That has a major impact. Well, and there's long been a debate among people who like to debate this, debate this sort of thing, whether George Orwell was more right with his vision of uh, a boot stomping on a human face forever, uh, totalitarianism, in 1984, or Huxley was more right with uh, the populace being drugged and amused into, as uh, Sowell put it, uh, passivity and unthinking. Um, and I think the answer is that the two of them teamed up <laughs> well, in a brilliant scheme. It's, it's, it's drugs and, uh, and, and, and porn and gadgets uh, unless you need to stomp somebody. Then you stomp them. Or, yeah. you know, it varies from place to place. But you can't present it as if somebody's doing it to us. That's the interesting thing. We all signed up for tracking devices. The government didn't make us do it. We all, uh, not we all, but plenty of people are involved in amusing themselves all day long with crap on electronic mm-hmm. devices or looking at pornography and taking drugs. Nobody's making us do that. We just decided that's how we're going to spend our time. Yeah, yeah. Trouble. Okay, in- interesting thought. Well, or, or is the deep state making us do it, Hank? <laughs> 
little Dale Gribble reference there for fans. Dale, you're uh, an idiot. <laughs> oh, mailbag. <laughs> Drop us a note. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. <clears throat> I'm just full of philosophical asides today, and I was thinking as I was going through the email before the show, I wish I could give a tour to, to y'all of our email as if it's a museum or a historical site. Um, because it ranges from the incredibly insightful uh, to the funny to the I don't have a half of a clue why you wrote this to us. Do, do you have the right address? Who do you think you're talking? Why do you think I would be amused by the, to the angry lunatics to the paranoid psychotics? I mean, it is something. Our email. It's a jungle. <laughs> it's a jungle. Here, here's a nice note from Polly. On the destruction of classic books, we were talking about this yesterday, how if you have an ebook reader, those books you got, the woke publishers are changing them under the cloak of darkness. You will go to read your classic Raoul Dahl book or Agatha Christie book or innumerable others, and it will have been altered That's... by the publisher on your e-reader. I might have to rethink things. Like I'm reading Tom Sawyer to my son. We're almost done uh, on an e-book. They could at some point decide, you know, all the uh, the end bombs. We got to we got to get that out of there and change the words to something else in the book I'm reading. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, as you read it, yeah, it's crazy. So Polly wrote, I was just listening to your segment yesterday about classic books or any books for that matter being altered by publishers to become politically correct. That whole story left me stunned and horrified. Yeah, us too, Polly. But I'm wondering what do current authors say about this? Why isn't there a pushback from the authors themselves, the ones who are still alive, of course? Um, thank you for pointing out the dead ones are unlikely to protest, Paul, but, um, uh, because they're afraid of the woke publishers, I think, other than maybe super giants, your, your Tom's Clancy, you know, that sort of person. I think they're afraid to say anything, but yeah, you're absolutely right. There should be a massive movement among writers of all sorts against this garbage. Yeah, I suppose unless you're Patterson or Clancy or uh, J.K. Rowling's or something like that, you don't have the power to do that. Moving along, D.H. from San Diego writes, Hey, if Alvin Bragg can get 34 felonies from the $130,000 payment to Stormy Daniels, then if we do the math, that equates to over 100,000 felonies for Facebook and their $400 million funneled to Democrats through nonprofits to influence the 2020 election. Interesting. Make sure their paperwork was in order. Mr. Alvin Bragg, so-called prosecutor. Hmm? Uh, Paul writes, uh, you guys mentioned how the media can't resist uh, describing Stormy Daniels as a porn star, implying the payment to her was somehow related to her acting prowess. But major media outlets also invoke Proud Boys, Nazis, white supremacists, and of course, insurrection whenever they discuss January 6th. But it's funny how that same media conveniently forgets to mention Black Lives Matter when discussing the George Floyd riots, or Antifa when discussing the rioting that went on and on in Portland, or the Kenosha incident with Kyle Rittenhouse. The organized groups behind those things never get mentioned. That's true. And then he mentions that any discussion of the Nashville shooter has been cleansed of the term transgender. It's just not part of any report anymore, which is interesting. Hey, you should... There's more great email, but we're out of time. Yes? And you should mention that amazing weight loss drug that's going to hit the market again. You mentioned it once yesterday, but that's, that's boy, talk about in real life affecting your, uh, your daily habits. That's huge. Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year 
by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We must continue the arms sales to Taiwan and make sure such sales reach Taiwan on a very timely basis. That's Kevin McCarthy in the United States with the president of Taiwan talking about the arms sales we're going to continue and we're going to make sure they get there, by the way, which is, you know, worth throwing in there, I guess. That um, is, uh, that had slipped by me, but yeah, that's a powerful phrase. Yeah, don't uh, attempt any sort of blockade crap. Right, exactly. Speaking of that sort of thing, Chinese military forces increased aerial and warship activity near Taiwan yesterday. China dispatched 20 aircraft and three ships, prompting Taiwanese interceptor jets and Navy vessels to respond. Uh, the aircraft included uh, high-altitude reconnaissance drones, six J-16 jets, whatever those are, anti-submarine warfare aircraft, uh, all that entered the Taiwan Air Defense Identification Zone, whatever that is also. So that's going on a lot. And then, as you mentioned, we flew some nuclear-capable bombers around North Korea, which is, was that to scare North Korea only, or was that, hey, we're right over here with our nuclear bombers? I mean, because it's the same area. Yeah. Were they related at all, do you think? 
Uh, yes. Yeah, I think so. And North Korea has gotten really belligerent lately, sure. too, um, toward both Japan and South Korea. But I'm always a little bit uh, amused in kind of a dark way by by that sort of flight, us uh, uh, scrambling our nuclear-capable bombers. And, like, remember, we got these, huh? Huh? Yeah, because I, I always think they know we have. Well, them. that's what I always. I've wondered, you can read it in the paper. I've wondered that since I was a kid, and it was you know us in the USSR. I mean, does uh, did President Xi say, "Oh, damn it, that's right, they got nuclear powered bombers"? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, um, I know. I hadn't factored that in. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what that is, but it must. Obviously, people who know more about warfare than the rest of us believe it means something or does some good. I think it's an escalating series of communications saying we didn't like that and we got this stuff and we're ready to use it. And I guess if you've got it flying over an area, you've got the ship there, you got the plane there, whatever. We're just one press of a button away from doing this, right? We don't have to go through a whole bunch of histrionics or moving stuff around. We're ready to go. I guess that's yeah. the message. I don't know, but... Here's what I'm transitioning to with that story. Jack is transitioning should be the uh, title of this segment. Will our planes be able to fly our new fat, fat Air Force pilots (laughs) with the new standards that the Air Force released yesterday? Double fat. Wow, I, I, I'd missed this story. Yeah. Do tell. So they, they really upped the amount of body fat that you're allowed to have to be in the Air Force yesterday by quite a bit. So the most recent numbers we have are 2018, and you got to believe it's significantly higher now, five years later. In 20- Evolutionarily speaking, that's a shocking thing to say, but you're right. Well, yeah, it's worth pointing of out. Of course, elephants are another three foot tall at the shoulder. Five years has gone by. <laughs> I mean, what? Right. Of course, squirrels are half again as fat as they were five years ago. Of course, they and are. Fully amphibious. Yes. <laughs> As of 2018, 71% of young people in the United States would not be able to join the military even if they wanted to because of the obesity requirements. It's probably higher now, so say it's three-quarters. It's got to be at least three-quarters of young people, even if they wanted to to join the military and protect their country, they couldn't do it. So the Air Force uh, changed their uh, body fat requirements amid the obesity surge just to deal with the reality of the population that exists out there. Male recruits are now permitted to have up to a 26% body fat. You can just hear those F-16s straining to get off the runway. (laughs) 26%. Uh, That's high-ish. I don't have any. Do you have any idea what your body fat percentage is? There's a number I don't know. I don't have the slightest idea. I mean, I don't. Not of the slightest. I've learned it a couple of times and then immediately forgotten it. There are other measures I'm more interested in. I don't think I've known since high school, so I I don't know. Um, uh, so the previous requirement was 20%. You couldn't have more than 20% body fat. So they raised it to 26% for men. For females, you can be up to 36% from the previous 28%. Shapely young air women. Uh, Here's the statement from the Air Force. The Air Force is looking to open the aperture on qualifying a broader pool of young Americans for service in the Air Force. Well, These number changes. one, you've got to open the aperture because they're fatter. And number two, broaden the pool. Is that some sort of witticism? I'm stuck in the aperture. 
I can't get through. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I'm so heavy. Somebody greased me up and shoved me through the aperture. Um, that was a Or get of- me that new weight loss drug that's, uh, that's causing such ripples. These anyway. changes bring the Air Force in line with DOD policy. That's a lot of fancy words for people are too fat to join the Air Force. We need people in the Air Force, so we're going to let fatter people in. I well, might. you've got to. Yeah. I mean, all, all the services are falling short on their recruitment goals. At, right. at a point, we're in a Cold War with the evil Chinese. And, you know, there's part of me that thinks, uh, and I understand the principle of, through all of human history, everybody in the military needed to be able to grab a rifle if it came down to that. Because you're a clerk three or a, or a military dentist or something, but you're near the front and things change. You got to grab a rifle. You got to be ready to fight. I totally comprehend that. Uh, that historical norm. On the other hand, there's part of me, and I'm sure a lot of you agree, that understand in a military like a football team, you need big old super strong guys. You need skinny fleet-footed guys. You need guys who are kind of in between. You need one guy with a cannon arm. Um, and and so if we need like fat um, uh, uh, hacking geniuses, in the Marine Corps, get them in there. Right. There are a lot of paperwork jobs in the military. A lot. Most. Most, yeah. And how much, how how thin do you need to be? I'm thinking of a woman I uh, know who uh, ended up being an FBI agent, but she was in the military back in the day, but she had to learn how to shoot guns and do all these things and climb over walls. And she used to say, if it gets to me being able to shoot a gun, we're all, we've all already lost. I mean, and that which is true. <laughs> Yeah, which is absolutely true. Um, These changes come, and Joe just mentioned this, as the military service branch, the Air Force, missed its active duty recruiting goal by 10% this year, this past year. So we're recruiting today's generation, not my generation, who joined more than 30 years ago, says this guy speaking for the Air Force. And uh, the youth now live a more sedentary lifestyle than before. That's true. I think there's lots of other things going on also, but either way, it doesn't matter. We don't have to mm-hmm. get into that. We're fatter. We all know this. Look around. Look at yourself. Look at me. I can look at myself. Fat. I looked at myself. Fat. I weighed myself this morning. I wrote down the number, all right? It's a bigger number than it used to be. Come on. Hence your pants still being around your waist in spite of your forgetting your belt. Exactly. Losing it or whatever. It's pretty interesting, though. And Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, uh, I could dig up the statistics. We've talked about it a lot before, but when World War II started... The uh, the I would guess the body fat of the average recruit was somewhere between zero and five percent, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And now they're going to accept twenty eight. You know, it occurs to me. Uh, my my father was an Air Force officer for a number of years in the Vietnam era. He uh, ended up a captain, I guess, um, before he left. Um, now, if I were Richard Blumenthal, I would claim that he killed thirty men at Quezon, uh, but no. Uh, he was a, a college athlete and in fantastic shape. He's still in great shape in his 80s. Um, but his job was administrative. He kept track of uh, of nuclear weapons and their readiness and that sort of thing. But it was entirely an, an administrative job. And it, whether he'd been a college athlete or a 300-pounder or missing a leg, he, he could have been equally effective in that important task. So, yeah, if we need to wise up and just change our view of what is a military, I'm 100% in favor of that. There's some puny, scrawny, 19-year-old woman out there who's just brilliant 
at whatever logistical, uh, communications, computers, electronics, whatever. Get her in if she wants to serve our country. 100% in favor of that. They believe a hundred more recruits will be able, to be able to join the Air Force each month this coming year because of the new standards. Yeah, I'm all for it. And especially given some of the polling we've seen on young people and their willingness to defend this country, if we're ever under attack, those that are willing to join up, uh, let's not turn them away because, uh, you know, because they, uh, you know, wide bodies. Are we ready to break through the final glass ceiling? And that would be lazy old guys in the military. I mean, I like to think we serve the United States in our way. Not only, you know, trying to get the politics a little saner, but raising millions and millions of dollars for military causes and that sort of thing. Um, And maybe the day comes that I want to enlist as a leisure-loving older fellow. I think we might be north of having anything to contribute, but like during (laughs) World War II, they they were drafting up to age 40 by the end. Wow. Wow. Yeah, which is a little scary. Mm-hmm. Although, I think of myself as a 35-year-old, please, I would have been a fine soldier. Well, the United I've States... I've declined rapidly since, full disclosure, but... Luckily, I mean, I always say, thank God every day that you live in a country where really the chance of us coming under attack or you having to defend your home is practically zero. Yeah. Um, as you've seen with Ukraine, if the S hits the fan... You you take anybody you you can get anybody. That's a sobering note. There are uh, fifty plus guys with fake hips with rifles in their hands in Ukraine right now in the mud who've never touched a gun in their lives up until a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely, and they're happy to do it. There's an interesting couple of updates about Ukraine that we ought to squeeze in at some point today. But the the gist of it is that the. Uh, the Russian uh, winter offensive has failed completely. They spent an enormous number of those poor, stupid prisoners' lives to gain practically nothing. Those guys who were duped by the Wagner group. Hey, just come fight for six months. It'll go fine. Then you're free. The percentage of those guys who are in graves now? Oh, oh yeah. man, I did they get duped. I saw a stat on... Uh what the average lifespan was of those guys that they were throwing at the front there during the offensive it was like six days or something. Wow. You had no training, sometimes no weapon. You were going to last six days for nothing. Oh, it's horrifying. Wolf. Yeah. Anyway, we got a lot more on the way of all kinds of different things. Still haven't mentioned the T word and we're a dang near an hour into this program. Pretty happy about that. Uh, text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So this Dylan Mulvaney guy, or woman, woman got hired to be... It's not a woman. It's a biological male. Dylan Mulvaney got hired to represent Anheuser-Busch, the the Budweiser beer, and that's become kind of a thing, and Kid Rock did a big thing, and Travis Tritt, the country star, has banned all Budweiser products from his concerts because of this. Anyway, Nike just hired Dylan Mulvaney to be a spokesman also. Dylan Mulvaney is now being paid by Nike to promote sports bras. As Char- I saw this. As Charles C.W. Cook pointed out yesterday, does this dude have mind control over corporations? What is going on here? Yeah, it, it's astonishing. I've seen some of the uh, the visuals of this biological male wearing exercise gear. And a sports bra, why are you wearing a bra? You have no breasts. I do. It's just bizarre. And and we actually got an email. Um, a man who's made a career out of mocking women, Dylan Mulvaney, is now getting paid tens of thousands of dollars to be a brand ambassador, model slash paid brand partner on social media for these brands. Nike women, Bud Light. I've never heard of that. Ole Henriksen. Uh, Plaza Hotel, Mac, Ulta Beauty, and Tampax. Tampax? He doesn't menstruate! People have lost their minds. Anyway, uh, and a similar topic. How much time do we have? Uh, Here's this book being lauded in Britain to the chagrin of people who are sane about this young woman from a broken family full of drama and sadness. She is unpopular 
freaking out over her budding female body, and it's like a cartoon book, and decides that her breasts, fatty lumps that need to be gone, should be cut off and the rest of it, and it's become this cause celeb among your progressive activists and is being nominated for awards. It's bizarre. As I'm reading about this book, it like is one of the most powerful arguments I've ever heard against adolescents making permanent medical decisions based on the the pain of their their youthful psyches anyway then moving along we got this note from uh, travis in olympia who went to the ap news website to broaden his horizons says checking out the wording on this article about idaho and indiana banning hormone treatments and transition surgeries for youth it's insane there's not the slightest attempt to be objective quote Republican governors in Indiana and Idaho have signed into law bills, I'm sorry, signed into law bills banning gender affirming care for minors, making those states the latest to restrict transgender health care as Republican led legislatures continue to curb LGBTQ plus rights this year. Then later, other proposals target transgender individuals everyday life, including sports, workplaces and schools. Anyway, that's what I get for checking a mainstream news source, he writes. Pretty good commentary on that ridiculously biased article. Yeah, nice job by uh, the left, I guess, to, to, to go from sex change, sex change surgery, which was the, what we called it for decades. You know, should taxpayers pay for a sex change of a prisoner? You know, those talk radio topics that we did for decades. To do away because with that term. they're attempting to change their sex, yes. To Go do on. away with that term and turn it into gender affirming care. Yeah, yeah, that's what the left does all the time. Tries to make up euphemisms. Well, that for, works. Uh, I would do that too huh? if I could be that successful. Abortion is women's health care. A gender affirming affirming is a positive word. Care is obviously a positive word. Who yeah. could be against affir- affirming care? Yeah. Indeed. Well, you might be after you hear this. A newly released study found that parents who took their adolescent children to gender clinics said they experienced pressure to agree to the transition process and that their children's well-being was worse, not better afterwards. Well, that's surprising. You got a bunch of activists who can make a boatload of money on these procedures and they're pushing parents, huh? The findings of rapid onset gender dysphoria, parent reports on 1,655 possible cases, published Wednesday in the Archives of Sexual Behavior, lent support to the theory that the surge in gender-switching adolescence is rooted in a social contagion stoked by media, social media, peers, and gender clinicians. Rapid onset gender dysphoria. That's the topic that needs to be studied more. Yes. Yes, it does. I think it's pretty well understood among the sane, but the insane and the greed heads are running things. Of the 390 parents who said they had visited a gender clinic or specialist, 52% said they felt pressured to transition their child socially or medically. 23% said they did not feel pressured, so it's more than two to one. And 25% said they're not sure whether the encouragement was pressure or not. So you have... Up to 76% who said, yeah, it was either definitely pressure or kind of. Quote, 
An especially important predictor of transition was whether a family had received a referral for a gender specialist. Of those who had received a referral, 73% of the youths had socially transitioned compared with 49% who had not received a referral. The respective numbers for medical transition were 11% versus 5%, so more than double. Led by Northwestern University professor Michael Bailey, the peer-reviewed study is the largest to date on rapid-onset gender dysphoria, an unofficial diagnose proposed, uh, diagnosis proposed in 2018, etc., uh, to explain the recent epidemic of gender dysphoria among adolescents and young adults. The results echoed the concerns of various whistleblowers who've suggested that money and ideology are, are causing activists to push people down what I've described as the conveyor belt of permanent change to confused adolescent bodies and minds. So, you know, there were a lot of numbers there. I was trying to follow them all. So uh, was it only 11% on the scary end of people that sounds like your kid is telling you they're a different gender, but you start to look into it and they it's only about one out of 10 that actually get the surgery? That do, uh, yeah, the complete medical transition. Uh, they don't get into uh, hormones, et cetera. Oh, right, right. It doesn't, I'd have to look into the study to get really, really specific. Wow, that is interesting. That'd be a tough time as a parent. Uh, If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.